Coming up on 5-Minute News. Congressman Jim Jordan behind text to overthrow government. CDC recommends Pfizer and Moderna shots over J&J. And plans for Serbian lithium mine suspended after protests. It's Friday, December 17. I'm Anthony Davis. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan has been identified as the Republican lawmaker who sent a message to Donald Trump's Chief of Staff Mark Meadows the day before the deadly January 6 U.S. Capitol riots, outlining a plan to overturn the results of the election. The U.S. House Select Committee investigating the insurrection has been looking at numerous messages sent to Meadows on and around that day, urging the then-president to call off a mob of his supporters as they attacked the Capitol building. Meadows, whose role in events has become a central plank of the investigation and who himself provided many of the messages to the committee, is facing contempt of Congress charges for withdrawing his cooperation. Jordan, a staunch Trump ally, whom Republicans originally wanted to sit on the committee, sent the text message to Meadows containing details of the plot to block Biden's win and reinstate Donald Trump in the White House. The message was originally sent to Jordan by Joseph Schmitz, a former U.S. Defense Department Inspector General, who outlined a draft proposal to pressure Vice President Mike Pence to refuse to certify audited election returns on the 6th of January. The plotters falsely believed Pence had the constitutional authority to reject the election results and allow rival slates of electors from Republicans in states that Biden won to decide the outcome. Mike Pence refused to do so and has since been castigated by Trump and his allies. A clearer picture has emerged of the involvement of Trump loyalists, including senior Republican Party officials such as Jordan in the coup, with questions swirling this week, particularly over the role of Meadows. The House Select Committee investigating the Capitol attack on Thursday subpoenaed Trump operative Phil Waldron, the retired colonel, whose PowerPoint presentation recommending Donald Trump declare a national state of emergency to return himself to office was sent to the White House Chief of Staff. Most Americans should be given the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines instead of the Johnson & Johnson shot that can cause rare but serious blood clots, U.S. health advisors recommended on Thursday. The strange clotting problem has caused nine confirmed deaths after J&J vaccinations, while the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines don't come with that risk and also appear to be more effective, advisors to the CDC said. It's an unusual move, and the CDC's director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, must decide whether to accept the panel's advice. Until now, the U.S. has treated all three COVID-19 vaccines available to Americans as an equal choice, since large studies found they all offered strong protection and early supplies were limited. J&J's vaccine initially was welcomed as a single-dose option that could be especially important for hard-to-reach groups, like homeless people who might not get the needed second dose of the Pfizer or Moderna options. But the CDC's advisers said on Thursday that it was time to recognise a lot has changed since vaccines began rolling out a year ago. 
More than 200 million Americans are considered fully vaccinated, including about 16 million who got the J&J &J shot. New data from unprecedented safety tracking of all those vaccinations persuaded the panel that while the blood clots linked to the J&J &J vaccine remain very rare, they are still occurring, and not just in younger women as originally thought. In a unanimous vote, the advisers decided the safer Pfizer and Moderna mRNA vaccines are preferred, but they said the shop made by J&J's Janssen division still should be available if somebody really wants it or has a severe allergy to the other options. Several advisers noted that the J&J &J shot is not considered a one-and-done vaccine. The single-dose option didn't prove quite as protective as two doses of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Plus, with extra contagious virus mutations now spreading, booster doses are now recommended. Local authorities in western Serbia have suspended a plan that would allow the mining company Rio Tinto to operate a lithium mine after protests by environmentalists that shook the country's populist leadership. The mining had been expected to start in the near future, but a town council in Loznica voted to suspend a regional development plan that permitted the excavation of lithium. The vote followed the suspension last week of two key laws in Serbia's parliament that ecologists said would help the multinational firm start the project. For three consecutive weekends, thousands of protesters in Belgrade and elsewhere in Serbia blocked main roads and bridges to oppose Rio Tinto's plan to launch a $2.4 billion mining operation in the country. The protests were the biggest challenge yet to the increasingly autocratic rule of the Serbian president. Rio Tinto said in a statement on Thursday that it worked in accordance with laws and the highest professional standards throughout its 10-year presence in Serbia in order to launch the largest mining investment in this part of the world. Organizers of the weekend protests said the lithium excavation could inflict lasting ecological damage to rivers and farmland in the region. The world's soaring demand for cobalt is at times met by workers, including children, who labor in harsh and dangerous conditions. Lithium-ion batteries were supposed to be different from the dirty, toxic technologies of the past. They are essential to plans for moving beyond combustion engine vehicles. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.